Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, so happy you're here today and really excited for you to sit down and listen to my interview that I did with my guest today, Kinsey Olson. Kinsey is a registered nurse, a women's health hormone and fertility coach, a birth and postpartum doula. She's a wife. She's crazy about matcha. She has chickens. She's a cat mom, a goat mom, a pig mom, a dog mom. She lives with her husband on a Midwest homestead and she's thriving. She's thriving in a natural holistic living space. And this episode truly needs to be heard by anyone who is a woman, period period. We talk about living in sync with your body, what that means to balance your hormones, to improve your gut health, which we've talked so much about gut health on this podcast. It's kind of the center of everything and how you can deal with infertility, how you can take action steps. If you are struggling with infertility, if you know somebody who is, please share this with them. I know that um, Laura Johnson has shared her story with miscarriages. I know that Marie Perry has shared her story on here with dealing with infertility. And those were some of my top downloaded episodes because so many of you related to that, to knowing that, and you have dealt with those struggles. And Kinsey on today's episode, not only has experienced that firsthand herself, but teaches women things that they can do to not be dismissed, to not be told to take this pill and come back in six months. She knows it. She lives it and she has empathy and action steps that you can take to improve that. So this goes out to anybody, again, female. We all have hormones that we're trying to balance. We're all trying to live more in sync with our bodies. So it's such a powerful message that each and every one of us can take away from. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. I am really excited to dive in today and speak with my guest today, Kinsey Olson. Hi, Kinsey. Thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you. Good. And listeners, I just have to let you know, this lady went to great lengths to (laughs) drive into a space where she had reception, we had issues, and she's fully on board. So she is coming with some positive, solid energy for all of you today. <laughs> yes, living out in the boonies um, has a lot of perks, but podcast recording is definitely not one of them, or just <laughs> Wi-Fi in general is definitely not one. So You know, everything has a yin and a yang. There's a little yeah. bit of balance to all of that. Definitely. <laughs> well, before I totally derail this podcast episode... <laughs> Why don't, Kinsey, you go ahead and share a little bit of insight on who you are with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. So as Megan said, my name's Kinsey. I um, live in southwest Missouri in a town called Springfield. Um, I I wear many hats. Um, 
my husband and I are homesteaders. So we have a farm. Um, we raise animals, um, farming, all of that fun stuff. I'm also a nurse and then a women's nurse coach. And then alongside that, I'm also a birth and postpartum doula. Also with just being a woman and a human, um, <laughs> all of those fun things. So, yeah, so we live here, like I said, in Southwest Missouri, and um, I own a business that is called Motherland Birth Co. Um, And it was really bloomed out of a season of really, really deep, just soul searching and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Again, I was a nurse. Um, I loved being a nurse. I worked mainly postpartum. And then I also worked pediatric ICU, neonatal intensive care, um, in women's health, fertility, functional medicine, all of those fun realms that I really, really enjoyed. And um, from that, though, we, my husband and I, we walked through some um, journey through infertility and through chronic and autoimmune illness for me. And through that, I really realized as a nurse that there was an overwhelming need, um, for women and for, you know, functional hormone health. And there was just this need that wasn't being met in my community. And I don't just believe it's here, you know, in Southwest Missouri, I believe that is a global need, um, for women just to be heard and listened to and cared for and supported. Um, and so my nursing path kind of derailed from that, um, from that traditional, you know, 12 hour shifts in a hospital. Um, and I didn't feel like there that I could, um, really connect with women, especially postpartum mamas, um, and partners in the way that I wanted to, I just simply didn't have enough time in 12 hours. And I would leave every shift feeling just, I know that I did a lot, but I didn't do everything that I wanted to do. And that feeling stuck with me for three years. And, um, so motherland was created out of that. And I'm just so passionate about hormone health and, just overall women's wellness and learning our bodies and being in tune with them. Um, we're not taught a lot of these really important things that matter about our bodies. And then we wander, you know, years down the road, why is my body doing this? And we have no idea. And it's those things that were really just created from motherland. So yeah, if that makes any sense at all. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> and you're so right in, we've become so disattached from our bodies yes. in so many different ways. So, and so much of that is not talked about. It's not no. spoken about all of these pieces. No, it's not. I, you know, I work with women through one-on-one coaching and it's, it is wild to me, the amount of um, women that come to me and they're like, you know, growing up, like I had no idea, you know, like, that I couldn't, that like just the other day I was talking with a woman who does one-on-one coaching with me. And she was like, you know, I grew up my whole entire life thinking that my period was the time that I could get pregnant. Like she didn't Mm. even know that she ovulated. And like, there's just so many things, you know, that our system just lacks and it doesn't teach us. And I think too, we're just taught to not trust our bodies Um, A lot of the time, I think that we're taught that our bodies are against us, um, but really our bodies are in total communication with us all the time. Um, And it's just having the tools and knowing what it's trying to say to us um, that I think just makes all the difference. But again, we're not taught those things, you know, like sex education classes. We're not taught that. Um, (laughs) 
and there's just no classes for it out there. So yeah, I just, it definitely, there is a lack there too. I would totally agree with you. Do you think we don't listen to that, our body's communication lines with us because we're scared of it? Or is it because we don't understand that it's communicating with us? Or why is there a disconnect, do you think? I think, honestly, it's both of the reasons that you said. I think that, you know, through me, for my own personal health journey, I was terrified to listen to my body. Um, And, you know, walking through um, infertility um, alongside my autoimmune issues, I literally thought my body hated me because I was in so much pain, you know, because my hormones were out of control because my thyroid was wonky. Um, And honestly, I hated my body and I hated my uterus. I was really, 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 really pissed at my uterus. Um, It just couldn't get it figured out. And I was angry at that. But now that I've, you know, come into my own and that I'm all about listening to my body and just living in sync with it and living in harmony, even in those parts that I'm still really learning to love, even maybe not even to love, maybe just to like still. Um, I think that I've really, really learned, you know, that it, my body is communicating with me and it does want to talk to me and it does. It sounds so woo woo. I get called woo woo all the time. And I think it's honestly the best title. We're a lot of woo here. So you're, yes. you're, you're found your community. Good. Yes. And I, and that's what's funny is somebody will tell me, like, you're so woo-woo. And I'm like, well, these are all the things that worked that work for me and that work for my clients, you know, and that work for the women that I get to come alongside. And I just think, like you said, we're also we're, we're not taught that, you know, we live in one with our bodies. Um, we're not, yeah, we're just not taught those things. And I think so to answer your question a long roundabout way, I definitely think that it's a combination of both of those things. I know a lot of women that live in fear of like, oh, my body, you know, like these symptoms are happening. So this means that my body's telling me this, like just an example, infertility. I have a client who has um, abnormal hormones or, you know, like her cycles are just not in sync with what they need to be. And she, um, for her, like she's lived with that for years because she knew she just had this innate feeling for her that it, um, led to infertility. Um, and she couldn't, you know, like it just took her time to come into her own to understand that and to accept that, but also to know that like there's things that she can do and that she doesn't have to live in a place of infertility for her life. Um, that she can do the things that she needs to do and that she can listen to her body and that by doing that, she's really helping every single aspect of healing. Well, we're, I don't know if that so, answers your question. Yeah. We're just, our body, everything is interconnected. And I think we yeah. lose sight of that. We're totally we're having a symptom of one thing. It's can be very much related to many other things that are maybe not working accurately or appropriately yeah. in our bodies. Yeah. I find that there's never one root issue for things. There's usually, you know, two or three because our bodies are constantly, on the same pathways and our nerves and all of those things are just all working together. So usually if you are, you know, having some thyroid imbalances, um, your hormones are also off. And if your gut isn't being properly balanced, um, you know, a lot of your hormones are synthesized in your gut, um, and circulated throughout your gut, then you're going to have hormone issues too. So it all totally plays in sync for sure. And 
total side note, but also now that I think about it and the words that you used of being called woo-woo, when we really think about it, that's so absolutely ridiculous because that's living in the way that we should. Paying attention to listening to our bodies is not is not woo woo though no. it's deemed it eating nutrition yeah. like our nutrition of whole foods moving our body basic things that now we're so in society ready to say oh that's so hippie or that's so woo woo no that's actually what we should be doing yes i could not agree with you more it totally is like one of the things that I implement um, with some of my clients is listening, you know, throughout the four cycles that they have, um, you know, surrounding their, their menstrual cycle. And, you know, like for me personally, I don't take, um, I don't take one-on-one coaching calls the week of my period, because that is a week for me of going really inward and really introspective um, and really listening to my body and allowing it to rest and renew And I remember one time whenever I told somebody that and they were like, but you don't like, so you don't work. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm still working. I'm just not connecting one-on-one with clients because I know that in that week I need to give more to myself. And in order for me to show up, you know, in my follicular ovulatory and luteal phases for clients fully, like that's a week that I have to pour back into myself so that those other phases I can pour out into my clients by allowing myself to full up show or to show up fully. If that makes sense. So beautiful. And yeah. so wise. <laughs> it's taken a lot of time to get there for sure. Definitely didn't happen overnight, but. And because yeah. nobody else probably not a lot of other people, I should say, accept that. Like you said, you get questioned yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's the, I'm really, I should know that I'm so thankful to have the ability to do that. I understand, you know, that um, self-employment life comes with a lot of perks. It also is really, really dang hard. But one of those perks is kind of, you know, that I can move around my schedule to make it work in order for me to listen to my body and be in sync with it. And I get that not everybody has that um, ability, but I guess I don't even think that it has to be, you know, something where you take days off for, I think it's just realizing where you're at within your cycle and that innate ability to know that and to listen to your body. And then just proactively to even take, you know, 15, 30 minutes a day just to honor that phase. So yeah, I guess it doesn't even have to be, you know, these, long days that you, you know, like for me that I don't take clients. Um, yeah, I think it can just be listening to your body and listening for 15, 30 minutes every day. And that's a lot of what we talk about here on the show is we don't have to be black or white. We don't have to be all or nothing. So for you, maybe, like you said, you are able to do that. You have worked really hard and set yourself up, created a life for yourself where you can. If somebody is not in a, that's not their path now or right now, that doesn't mean that you can't honor yourself at all during that space. Exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I think that a lot of just along with what you're saying was like, this isn't all or nothing. It's not black and white. I don't, yeah, I don't think our healing journeys ever are. Um, and you know, one of the things that I do, um, I do uh, monthly check-in calls with my clients and it's really interesting. You know, the first month um, my coaching plans run in either three or six months right now, currently. And you know, like that first month that I'll do a check-in call with a client, 
I'll hear their language and they'll say, you know, I was bad or I was good this month. Um, or, you know, like I ate like crap and it's really interesting to watch as they grow more in tune with their bodies and realizing like, you know, that nourishment, um, doesn't have to be good and bad. Um, and you know, like that they don't have to live in the state of goodness, like goodness doesn't equate to healing in any way. Um, and it's just really, really interesting to watch their language change throughout their time. Um, working alongside me to where like, like I had a client the other day who's worked with me for four months now and just her verbiage talking about herself and realizing that, you know, she can still, um, she can still do things that aren't going to be as nourishing to her, but knowing her intentions behind her doing those things and knowing that it doesn't categorize her as being bad, um, I think that's a really interesting thing. I'm so glad that you said that about black and white because that's so, so, so true. And I think that you probably realize too, a lot of working, you know, with women is um, simply just destroying that language of being good and bad. Because as women, I think a lot of the time we're taught to be good. Um, and I hate that stigma. And I don't think that that justifies, or I don't think that that helps us at all within our healing journeys. I think that you can hold, so many different cards in your hand all at once. And that will still equate to healing for you. We have conversations too, with the ladies that when I'm, when we're co- when I'm coaching them yeah, and they'll say the same, very similar things. I was awful. I was bad. I was this, yes. I was that. And sometimes it is a, a prolonged stretch when they're maybe not nourishing in the way that they're, that makes them feel best. But yes. oftentimes too, there's such a stigma to that. So they'll rattle off five great things that they did for the day but then it will be the one thing of I stopped and grabbed fast food for dinner I was like okay well that's one thing yeah you're forgetting yes. about taking time for sleep and all the water you drink and the way you moved your body and everything you ate all day that's you're focusing on the one piece that you're maybe not totally in alignment with yes yeah I always tell clients too and you know I don't I don't want you to be perfect because if you are perfect, then like, I don't know why you're working with me. Um, and I, so I always remind them of that, you know, like this isn't about you, um, being perfect in every way, but it's just about you acknowledging the small things that you're doing for yourself every single day. So like that woman, um, you know, that has worked with me for four months, she was like, Kinsey, I drank, I drank I drank the water, the amount of ounces of water, you know, that I needed today. And I really realized like, I feel so much better whenever I'm just simply drinking the amount of water that my body needs to give my cells life. And I was like, heck yeah, sister. Like the, that is such a big feat. And I'm so proud of you for honoring yourself amongst your crazy busy day. You know, four months ago, you were barely drinking one glass of water a day. So like you've made those changes and that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Celebrating all of those steps because health, as we mentioned in the beginning, our body doesn't work in one singular way. It's, it's not just one piece. If there's something wrong, our health isn't either. It's not just one thing that you do that makes you healthy. No, not by any means. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of, um, I don't solely just focus, you know, on either, um, just like nutrition or supplements are, 
whenever I work with women, I really work from an all encompassing model. So we focus, yes, on nutrition, yes, on supplementation, yes, on lifestyle changes. Um, but it's really about like that mind body connection too. Like we talked about earlier, you know, just listening to our bodies, um, and staying in sync with that. Um, it's just really, really cool whenever, you know, you come at it from that angle of like everything is working in sync. So let's support all of those different things within our body. And knowing too that like physically, you know, we could go to the gym or we could, you know, be doing yoga five days a week um, and be supporting ourselves physically. But if we're also not supporting ourselves mentally, emotionally, and, you know, working on gut health and stuff like that, then like we can be as healthy as we want. But if we're not nourishing ourselves in those other ways, then like we're not going to get to optimum healing. Exactly. You mentioned before living in sync with your body. Can you expand on that, Kinsey? And also can you say how you relate this to the women that you work with? Yeah. So as far as just you said living in sync with your body. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that – as a woman that is a menstruating woman, so, you know, somebody that hasn't gone um, through menopause, our body is broken up, you know, into four different cycles um, throughout from period all the way again to another period. For some women, it's 28 days. For other women, it's not. Um, and there's four unique times within those 28 days that our body is producing different hormones at different capacities in order to do different things. Um, so, you know, it's all the way from menstruation all the way through to, um, your body gearing up to release an egg for ovulation until ovulation. And then from your, you know, that second half of your cycle from your uterine lining thickening, um, and then to the shedding of that, if you're not pregnant, um, and your body needs different things throughout each of those times. So like, if you think about, just just being in sync with yourself during an ovulatory phase, which is where your body's releasing an egg um, for a potential pregnancy. So during that phase, a lot of the time you have a really big increase in energy and you're really outspoken and you're um, usually wanting to connect more with other people. And that's simply because the hormones that you're releasing have to do with bonding. It's just our primal ability to want to reproduce, even if you're not wanting to. <laughs> our body every month is like, yeah, 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 let's do that. <laughs> So you're a little bit more like outspoken during that time. So that's a really, really good time during your month for, um, you know, you to um, be connecting with clients, be connecting with people, to go to community functions, um, to even like record podcasts. So I'm ovulatory right now and I'm recording the podcast with you, um, which is perfect timing. And then, like I said earlier, you know, your menstrual phase, you kind of tend to come inward a little bit more. It's your time to cleanse yourself, to focus on yourself. And so just being able to listen to those phases and to know kind of different foods and nourishment that you could be doing to support yourself and what your body's actually doing um, is really, really big. And then I think too, just intentionality every single day. So, you know, waking up before you get out of bed, putting one hand over your heart, one hand over your belly and taking five big, deep healing breaths and sharing the things that you love about yourself. Um, and then also giving some love to those areas that you maybe don't love yet about yourself, but just speaking that positive energy over them, I think allows you to be more in sync with your body and our body's constantly picking up on the energy that we're putting out. 
So if we're, for me, for years, I lived in pain and I talked about my pain and I, you know, wouldn't go do something because I was in so much pain and it really took over my body. And whenever I lived in that state of being like pain, this pain, that my autoimmune, my Lyme disease, you know, all of these other things, my body resorted to being in more pain because of that negative energy that I was putting out there. But the second that I switched that journey and I thought, you know what, I have a body and I don't have to live in pain. I do not have to be in this place anymore. I do not have to be playing this victim. I, for me, I was personally playing a victim mindset. Um, and yeah, so I just think that being in tune works differently for all of my clients to answer the second part of your question. We really take an in-depth look, you know, at your cycle, at your history, at trauma. Trauma is a big thing that I address, um, especially for women that have had a history of miscarriage. Um, we hold a lot of trauma in our uterus and our uterus gets tense from that trauma. And a tense uterus isn't great for fertility or for conception. So we just kind of work individually. I fully believe that all of our bodies are bio-individualized. So they all need different things. They all operate differently. They all flow off of energy differently. And so whenever we take an in-depth look personally, then we can kind of see those areas in which I feel like clients or women in general just need um, the different things that they can do to bio-individually listen to their body. Again, and, and being okay with flowing and being different because we are different yeah. at different points in time. And like you said, everybody's different as well. Yeah, definitely. You touched a little bit on infertility here and there. And I know that this is a topic that many, many of my listeners relate to, that they're personally dealing with, or that they have somebody very close in their life dealing with. Can you just dive, let's just dive into this a little bit more, I guess. And yeah. what is your approach with the ladies you work with? And what are some things that you feel is really important on this topic to share with the audience? Yeah. So first off, I will just say that, um, you know, walking through infertility or miscarriages, um, it's like the suckiest club in the world to be a part of. <laughs> And it's really, really hard. Um, And so for anybody out there that's listening, just know that it sounds so corny, but like you are so not alone in it, even though it feels like it. Um, And yeah, I just wish that I could give you the biggest virtual hug ever because it's just really, really hard um, and confusing. But I think that knowing that there are different approaches out there um, and that there are just so many different options and so many things. We live in a day and age where, yes, like we had to have so many options at our disposal for, um, you know, walking through infertility. Um, What was the second part of your question? And I I think just what, what message do you have to that and what tips I think do you have with any of that? Yeah, for sure. So, Um, again, working from an all encompassing approach, I think giving your uterus some good love. So just speaking, you know, truth and love over your uterus, knowing that your body is a safe space. Um, I think that that's a big thing, um, is again, your body's going to flow from that energy and your body's going to heal from that energy. I think gut health is 
so important <laughs> for so many things. I'm so passionate about it. Um, so pretty much, yeah, gut health is big, healing your gut, getting in some good collagen, some good bone broth, all of those things make a difference to kind of heal your gut. Um, estrogen, um, circulates through your gut. And, um, if your gut isn't healed, then you're going to have excess estrogen, which can lead to different, um, estrogen dominant disorders like PCOS, endometriosis, even breast, um, and prostate cancer. So just making sure that I think that your hormones are really, really in sync, giving your liver some good love. Also, your liver detoxes everything for you, including all of your excess hormones that you don't need. Um, and so if your liver's stagnant um, or unable to kind of detox out those um, and filter out all of those extra chemicals and toxins and hormones, then your body, your body can't do what it needs to do because there's just that stagnation there. And that just builds up and builds up and builds up over time, which then can lead, you know, to hormonal imbalances um, and all that fun stuff that we don't really want whenever we're trying to work on fertility. Yeah. So I think just those things along with, you know, nourishing our bodies well, keeping our blood sugar stabilized, um, small snacks throughout the day. Those are just some simple, easy tips, you know, that are pretty generalized for anybody, Um that's walking through it, you know, without knowing a background on their hormones or anything like that. Also water, water. Ah, it's so important. Everybody is always like, Kenzie, really? I just need to drink more water. And I'm like, yes, water is amazing. And it gives your cells life and it helps you to flush out toxins. Um, so water is a really big part of fertility, actually. <laughs> we we're just talking about this. I think it will be on the episode that came out right before this, but my guest too. And we were saying it's, not a cure-all, but kind of is a cure-all for so many things. Or yes. Help. Just, it's so simple. Again, the basics. And not woo-woo, not crazy, but like, drink water. Pay attention. Yes. yes. I think, yeah, it's one of, it's one of the things, too, that I find that um, clients struggle with the most. Um, because you do have to be intentional about it. And so, you know, a lot of what I do, too, is giving intentional tips to make these things practical for their lives. Um, because like I have a teacher that I work with currently for fertility and she's like, um, we were just actually on a call yesterday and I was like, what's your water at right now? You know, and it's, it's not ideally where it needs to be every single day. And I was, she was like, Kenzie, she was like, but like, how can I make this practical for my life? She was like, you know, I have 87 minute class periods and in between, you know, I have five minutes to run to the bathroom. And if I'm on, you know, hall duty, then I can't, I can't go pee. So then I'm going like two hours without going pee. And she was like, how can I practically, you know, include more water into my daily schedule um, with my job? And so we just kind of talked through that. My thing is that I like to make these goals attainable because I know what it's like to have all of these goals and all of these things that you want to work for, especially for something that you really want, like a baby or to, you know, um, maximize on your hormone health and to just feel really, really bogged down by not knowing how to attain it all or how to do it all. So I think that making these goals attainable is a really big thing. And knowing too, that even if it's, you know, once a month, you're adding in one more way to honor yourself and to honor your journey. Like that's a big step. One thing in a month is like big. So doing those tiny little things too, that in your mind, they feel really, really tiny, but they're making a big difference on your body and in your overall health. And looking how different that looks from person to person. So that might not be 
what we're told that we need to do, but that's an improvement for you. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. And I think whenever it comes to fertility, um, a lot of our world now says, well, I know that for us, for our personal journey, we were told um, after we had three miscarriages, then, um, then, you know, insurance would cover hormone testing for me. And I was like, wait, I have to walk through this three times Mm -hmm. for somebody to pay attention and to care about me and to understand, like, I didn't want to walk through that ever again. And so that was a really, really big step. Like it just was mind boggling to me whenever my doctor looked me in the face and told me that. And I was like, you just, you simply don't get it. You don't get, get what it's like to live in this body and to try to be healing and to have this happen and to have this one thing, you know, that we really, really want taken from us. And it just was wild to me that I had to wait three times or, you know, you have women that have to try for a year and a half or a year before their doctor will do anything, any hormone testing, like a simple blood test, um, to check their hormones, like a full year, a year of walking through infertility is a really, really long ass year (laughs) every single month. And I just, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that that's part of the reason why I created motherland too, was because there's so many things that we can do. There's so many herbs. There's so much, you know, Ayurvedic foods out there that really, really do help with hormone health. Um, they really, really do boost our hormones during the specific parts of our cycle that they need boosted. Um, and there are different herbs that you can use to, you know, decrease your excess estrogen because we don't want excess estrogen. Um, but we're just not told these things or, you know, we go, you know, we walk through that year of, um, infertility, we walk through those three miscarriages and then it's like, you're sitting at a doctor's office, um, your insurance actually isn't even covering any of your um, fertility treatments and you're sitting there and you're just in this most vulnerable spot in your life and you just have somebody that walks in the room and still only talks to you for five minutes and still doesn't explain to you what your body's doing and what your hormones are doing or why they're putting you on this prescription and why they're putting you on this medication and why now they've given you this prescription and they want to wait six months to see you. Like, it's just so frustrating and so irritating. And so I think that knowing, you know, women come to me that have been through IVF that haven't been able to get pregnant and they come to me, you know, we work together for a certain amount of time, you know, detoxing their body. Detoxing is such a fad word these days, but doing a gentle food-based detox working on their nourishment, working on balancing their hormones. And it's not the case for every woman, but I've had really great success by just doing those things and living in that full encompassing model of honoring our body, nutrition, supplementation, movement, walking through all of our past traumas. Um, I've had really, really good success in getting women that were told that they will never be able to get pregnant. They're, They're pregnant. And I just think that our modern day society, modern day medicine, sorry, is just lacking, is just lacking that compassion for women walking through it. Well, and no wonder why we're out of sync with our body, not to throw blame totally on somebody else. But you're right. If somebody's not explaining to you why they're handing you a prescription or why they're, why they're saying just come back in six months and not giving you any 
detailer and you reason, of course, we're not going to know why. No. And I think too, that we doctors run into compliance issues with clients and with patients because they're not explaining why they're wanting patients to do these things and what it's going to do to their body. I know that I'm one like walking through our healing journey. You know, I, I would have a doctor, my first part, like first year of my healing journey, who would just like hand me a script for something and be like, just take this. And I'd leave. And I wouldn't take it because I didn't know what it was going to do to me. So like, I didn't have compliance. Now, if I would have had, you know, somebody that had been like, Hey, I'd really like you to take this. I would really like you to take vitamin D supplementation because your vitamin D levels are really, really low. And vitamin D plays a really, really crucial role in balancing all of your hormones out. Um, then I would have been like, okay, I know that how this is going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it. And yeah. I just, yeah, I think that, yeah, there's just that lack of compliance because we're just not being told why these things are important or what they're going to do to us. And what power that you give and support that you give to the women that you work with, where you're telling them, I hear you and I see you. I'm not dismissing you. I'm not telling you that you just have to wait three times. It's just so cold to me. So cold and not empathetic at all to meet somebody where they're at in that struggle. I can't imagine. And that has to be one of the most tragic things that could happen. And all of the emotions in that. And then just to be like, well, just wait another three times. And then we'll maybe make some strides in doing something else about this. Yeah. It's, um, am I allowed to cuss? Yes, please. (laughs) It's total bullshit. It is, you know, I, gosh, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. It's so irritating to, yeah, just not, I think a lot of the time women struggle with feeling believed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really, really demeaning for me personally. And for the women, um, you know, that come alongside me whenever they're told, Oh, just wait, or just have two more miscarriages or, you know, like just walk through this infertility for another year. Like that's not, that's not the people that we trust, which are a lot of the time our doctors in the most vulnerable journey. They're not believing in our bodies and they're not believing that our bodies can do this. Um, and I just call bullshit on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the power of our bodies. Um, and I believe that living in alignment with them. And I believe that listening to them and nourishing them, um, believe that those things make, they, they, they create healing. They create a peaceful environment for our bodies to live in. And you also, in the approach that you have with the women that you work with, from what it seems on the outside is saying, I'm not only listening to you, I'm going to explain to you what's happening. I'm going to give you tools. They may not give you the full outcome that you want. We don't know that, but here are ways that you actively can support yourself with things that you have at your access, at your fingertips, with nutrition, with stress management, with looking at your hormones, with supplements or whatever that may be from person to person. Yeah. I find that the biggest thing that women want is accountability and support Mm -hmm. from other women who get it and from other women that want to walk through these things with them. And 
at the end of the day, I think that that's what most women want is they just want somebody that's explaining things to them. And that is talking with them about how their body works. I mean, I, that's probably one of the most common things that I hear is I'll get on the phone, you know, I'll do it. I do a um, free, like 30 minute discovery consultation with potential clients. And the one thing that I hear is like, you know, I reach, I read, I'm reaching out to you because I just really, really feel failed. And I really don't feel like I have anybody in my support team that gets it and that cares to explain things to me. And I always tell um, clients, I'm always like, if I don't explain why I want you, you know, to take a supplement or why I want you to make this lifestyle change, like kick me in the butt about it because it's, you deserve to know these things and you deserve to know why I think that they're important to your healing journey. <laughs> I'm the same way too, as you said in the beginning, you tell me why. Cool. I'm always a questioner and I don't do it to be combative or to push against. I just really, I'm interested and I want to know, and then I am willing to comply to something I maybe am not fully on board with if I have a good understanding of what the purpose is. Definitely. I'm a hundred percent the same way. I, I just want to know the whys because that makes it more important to me. Um, it makes it more sustainable for me too. If, you know, I can get up every day and be like, you know, I'm drinking this tea, this herbal tea on this day, because I know that it's going to help uh, mitigate all my excess estrogen. I'm much more willing to do it, even if it tastes like total grossness, but I'm happy to chug it down with a straw because I know that it's helping my body and it's going to help me, you know, to balance my hormones. So yeah, I'm right with you. I am a little, um, I'm a two on the Enneagram, so I'm a big helper, but I also feel like I'm kind of a challenger in a way because <laughs> I just want to know why and I need you to be able, I need whoever's on my team to be able to give me a good reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's necessarily, I mean, yes, there's challenging piece to that, but again, it's your body. Like to anybody yeah. out there listening, you are going somewhere for help and assistance for you. Don't please yes. somebody else. You don't have to be silenced for somebody else. You don't have to accept one answer as a way if you don't feel that is the best fit for you. Yes, I echo that a thousand percent. I always tell like, just being in a moment and listening to how your body is in that moment, seeing if like your shoulders are tense or, you know, if like your heart's beating a little bit faster, or if you feel peace and like relaxed and calmness about it. I always say, listen to that energy, like your body, listen to that intuition, which we're told to not listen to and that, you know, it's not reliable. Um, and I spent years telling my intuition to shut up. Um, and not listening to myself. But I think like you said, listen to what feels good and know that there is not healthcare and, you know, healing is not one size fits all. So what works for one woman is not going to maybe work for another woman. It's why we're also bio individualized. Um, and so I just think that figuring out what works best for you. And like you said, not accepting one option as being the only way. Mm-hmm. That's a huge takeaway. I hope everybody's fully, fully hearing and accepting this today because that is meant to be in whatever journey you're dealing with, whether that is for infertility, whether that is other chronic issues, other issues that come up. That's for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Kinsey, where can people find out a little bit more about you, follow you on social media, um, just or find out about working with you as well? 
Yeah, for sure. So um, I have an Instagram. So it's just Motherland Birth Co. Um, so you can find me there. Follow along. We share a lot of, I think we share a lot of cool things, but I'm a little bit biased. It is cool. Um, I, it is cool stuff. <laughs> so I really enjoy um, connecting, you know, there with followers and with just anybody um, that just wants to say hi. That's a great place. Um, and then also on our website, which is just www.motherlandbirthco.com. Um, and there are options, you know, on there to kind of see what it could look like if anybody would be potentially interested in working together, um, on some one-on-one coaching. But I do want to say too, we are going to have a hormone guide. Um, like it's happy and wholesome hormones and it's going to come out. It's launching like early March, um, and so that'll be out. It'll be a, um, e-guide. So kind of like a course, um, and it's all about nourishing your body and kind of, um, working through, you know, what nourishment means for your hormones and just knowing what the frick your body is doing, um, during your cycles. So that'll be launching too. And it will be available on Instagram and also on our website. So cool. you have to let yeah. us send me a message and let me know so I can make sure that everybody, if they're not following you, that they do. Cause I, that is a topic so many of my listeners we've discussed a lot in different variations here on the podcast in yeah. Instagram it's something that I talk about a lot it's issues that I have and I'm currently dealing with and I know so many of my audience does too so any resource from somebody who is qualified and <laughs> supportive in that I think is is going to be eaten up like crazy by everybody yeah, I hope so. Again, it was things, you know, that four or five years ago, I wish that I would have had um, this n- knowledge at my disposal um, and that I would have had, you know, these helpful tips and things to heal, just to work on my journey and balancing hormones. It's hard enough being a woman. And then like, it's really hard being a woman that doesn't have balanced hormones. <laughs> so I hope that, you know, this guy just creates ripples, you know, for women and allows them just to live in sync with their body and allows them just to kind of love their body a little bit more each day. That's my angle. I think too, that that doesn't have to be, if you're dealing with infertility, that doesn't have to be, no, if you, that can be, if you have painful periods or irregular periods, or like you said, quite frankly, probably just a female. Yes. Yes. I, yes, totally. Um, yeah, I think that I, I'm, a lot of women that I work with just come to me because they're like, hey, I feel like my flow is too heavy or hey, like I cramp like nobody's business on my periods and I don't feel like that's right. Um, you know, like I don't feel like I should be doing that. So, yeah, it's really any of those just generalized women's wellness um, issues at all, I think, is relate back to hormone health and gut health. Um, and there are things that we could all be, you know, benefiting from and learning more about just in turn to learn more about our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, Kinsey, I always end with a few questions. Yeah. So I always first like to know what in the morning is the very first thing that you do just for you? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, gosh, there's honestly, if I can be honest, there are a few different things Go that I do. I want to know all of them. <laughs> to honor myself, which has been a long journey because I used to not be a morning person. Um, so the first thing that I do, um, before I even get out of bed is I kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, I put my hand over my heart, another hand over my uterus, and I just say three to five things about my body that I'm thankful for. And I speak them, 
um, sometimes quietly so that I don't wake up my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I whisper them, but um, I just speak them out loud. Um, and then I also just list off, you know, a few things that I'm grateful for as I go about my day. And that just helps me to wake up and just to already be in alignment with my body. Um, and again, I don't always love or like everything about my body, but I find that if I speak life over those things that, um, kind of create a little bit of chaos for me sometimes, then I'm able to live a little bit more in sync with them every single day and heal a little bit more. So that's one of the things that I do. I would say, secondly, I drink a glass of water in the mornings and then I make my matcha in the mornings too. And that's usually, you know, the three things that I do within those first 30 minutes um, of waking up for myself. So I also don't look at my phone Mm. (laughs) most times. I'm not perfect at it, but working on it. It's always a work in progress. Yeah, definitely. What would you say, Kinsey, is your super weapon? Ooh, that made me feel like a badass. (laughs) Good. I like that question. Um, I think connection Mm. would be, yeah, my super weapon. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think just connection and being able to support, um, and connect with myself first and knowing that if I can do that, then I'm able to show up, um, for others in the way that I need to. So I think just being connected with myself, with, you know, my family, with my husband, with those around me, with clients, all of that. I like that one. Yeah. And what does being fierce mean to you? Ooh, that's another good one. These are (laughs) such good questions. Um, being fierce to me, I would say means honoring myself. Um, honoring ourselves kind of gets a bad rap these days, or it makes us seem like we're selfish. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a two. So a total people pleaser, somebody that would um, spent years, you know, not putting myself first and not listening to myself and my needs because I always wanted to meet the needs of others. I still do. That's why I do what I do. But I also think that I've just learned to being fierce means honoring myself first Um, and, you know, setting my expectations and my boundaries and living in my truth and what I know, which I feel like I'm still growing into living my truth out. Um, But yeah, I would say that. That's beautiful. Good answer. That's very good. It's your answer. Of course, it's a good answer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you. You have to honor yourself. Of course, it's a good answer. Yeah. (laughs) Kinsey, thank you so, so very much for doing this today. I love all of your woo-woo or whatever. (laughs) I love who you are and the message that you spread and the way that you are speaking so much truth and standing up, really, truly standing up for women and giving us a voice. So I appreciate it. I know my listeners will as well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so thankful to be able to have a space and a voice here on your podcast. It was awesome. We welcome you back anytime. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.